Well, hello and welcome to the Movie Paradise. I'm your host, Nathaniel Molnar, and this is Film Thoughts. Film Thoughts is a weekly podcast I do here on the Movie Paradise every single Monday where I take some sort of topic within the world of movies or television or any other media, and I just kind of talk about it. It's a lot more freeform, it's more casual, it's more laid back, I'm just kind of just spouting off about something. Uh, And I've had some interesting topics the last couple of weeks. And the one I wanted to talk about today was probably the most obvious one for this week, and that is going over the winners for the Oscars. Yes, the 2020 Academy Awards was last night. Uh, Funny story, actually, about my viewing of the Oscars. The Oscars, for me, is one of my favorite nights of the year. I absolutely just love the Oscars. It's my Super Bowl. You know, I don't follow sports. I don't care about the Super Bowl at all, Um, (laughs) and so the Oscars for film fans, and for me, this is our Super Bowl, this is the one where we get all, we get our wings, we get the groups of friends together, we wear our quote-unquote jerseys, and we watch the Oscars, you know, Uh, and I realized earlier in the week that I did not take off from work Oscar Sunday. And I had to work uh, last night during the Oscars. Now, the Oscars started at 8, and I got out around 9.30. So, what I did, my solution to this predicament that I was in, was at 8 o'clock, the second that the Oscars started, turned off my phone. Had no contact with the outside world whatsoever. I didn't want any push notifications. I didn't want any text messages. I didn't want to know nothing. And so then I went home after my shift uh, and started the Oscars from the beginning, realized that I had accidentally recorded the SD version instead of the HD version, but whatever, I had to put up with it and, you know, tough life and all. And then I just watched the Oscars from the beginning about an hour and a half later than everybody else, but at least I got to skip the commercials. And yeah, so the Oscars were last night. For the most part, it was pretty much what we were expecting. No huge surprises. And then there were a bunch of huge, big surprises, pleasant surprises. Um, And then there was only one, usually every Oscar season. There are a couple of winners that I make me a little bit frustrated. I'm like, seriously, they won? Are you kidding me? There was only one this year that I felt that way about. But let's just go through it. And let's start off with, we'll, we'll start with the big one. Parasite won Best Picture. I was so happy that Parasite won Best Picture. Now, when I did my predictions, I thought it was going to be 1917. Because it seemed like in the last few weeks, all the momentum was building behind 1917. And, I mean, 1917 is one of my least favorite of the Best Picture nominees. Uh, and my review is up there on the channel if you want to go check out uh, me and Rob's go or no go for for 1917 because I go in depth there as to why I still like the movie but it, it's not one of my favorites of the year and I thought it was going to win best picture I'm really glad that it didn't because Parasite was out of the best picture nominees it was my second favorite Joker was my number one favorite movie of the year Parasite was my number three so out of the best picture nominees it was my second favorite but I was rooting for Parasite all the way I wanted it to win best picture I really did I thought it was gonna be 1917 but I really wanted Parasite I mean with Joker being my number one if that won best picture I would have loved that but 
I was rooting for Parasite, and I was so happy. When they read off Parasite, I was shocked, I was surprised, and I was just happy. Just absolutely happy that it won. And I didn't realize this. Now, maybe I should have thought of the, about this when everyone was talking about how Parasite's like the second contender to win behind 1917. I did not realize that with Parasite winning Best Picture, it becomes the first film um, first internationally produced film, not in the English language, to win Best Picture. I had no idea. Zero idea. That, like, that's incredible. That's absolutely incredible to me. Um, and it, it's not too surprising in retrospect, just because, you know, though, I mean, I followed the last few years of Oscars uh, thoroughly, and then from there, uh, previous decades... I just kind of know um, from looking things up in the past, and, you know, I, my knowledge of the Oscars there is spotty, but in terms of Best Picture winners, like, it's not too surprising that over the last 90 years, a internationally produced film has not won Best Picture. But it also is simultaneously surprising to hear that, that, oh, Parasite is the first film in 90 years that was not produced by Hollywood, made within the United States to win Best Picture. It's equally unsurprising and surprising, but Parasite won Best Picture. I could not be more thrilled. I thought it was a brilliant film. It was my third favorite movie of the year. I thought it was fantastic, and I was rooting for it all the way, uh, and I'm just so happy that it won. Uh, going into the acting awards, these were no surprises. Joaquin Phoenix, we knew he was going to win for Best Lead Actor. We knew Renee Zellweger was going to win Best Leading Actress. We knew Brad Pitt was going to win Best Supporting Actor. We knew Laura Dern was going to win Best Supporting Actress. Not to minimize their wins in any way, but the writing was on the wall. Uh, I I gotta say, from the Oscars, um, the speeches, for the most part, were fine. Sometimes we get really great, powerful, moving speeches. And I feel like the only speech that really hit me that way was Joaquin Phoenix's speech. Um, <clears throat> something I've noticed that he's done this whole award season. Because, you know, he's Joaquin Phoenix. <laughs> he's been winning a lot of the awards. All like Countless award bodies have been giving him this award uh, for his performance in Joker. And so he's gone up and had to do... I don't know how many speeches, but um, at least half a dozen, if not a lot more. Um, and something I've noticed from watching his speeches is every time he goes on stage, he takes that opportunity to do something unique with that speech, to comment on some issue or to make some larger point. And he utilizes every different time that he goes to the stage to accept an award and give a speech to do something different. I remember one where the point of the speech was to really recognize and give credit to the other nominees and to say how great they are. He used some to make um, some political uh, speeches. And this one, of course, he did to just talk about how we just need to be better people and to care about the environment. And I just thought his speech, out of all the speeches that I heard um, this year at the Oscars I thought was just the probably the best one most well said and most important one and I just really found his speech to be rather moving um and so the, the other awards I mean they weren't they were my predictions as to who was going to win they wouldn't be my picks as to who should win 
other than Joaquin Phoenix. Um, I but I will say I have not seen Judy, so I can't comment on Renee Zellweger's performance in that. However, from the clips that they did show during the awards, her performance looked fantastic. So I would not be surprised at all if I saw Judy and was like, yep, nope, she absolutely deserved Best Leading Actress. Brad Pitt, I wouldn't necessarily have given it to him. Laura Dern was fantastic in Marriage Story, but I wouldn't have necessarily have given it to her. But I mean, I think this was a way for the Academy to really recognize and honor Laura Dern larger than just her performance in this film, even though her performance was fantastic. So moving on along, um, animated feature went to Toy Story 4. That was my prediction. I was, when we were getting closer, I was wondering if maybe it was going to be Claws or if it was going to be I Lost My Body. I believe that's the name of it. Uh, The the wording on that might be a little bit off. But uh, I, my prediction was Toy Story 4 because I thought that uh, the Academy members don't always watch all the movies. But if you see a couple of the main movies, like if you have seen 1917 and you have seen Parasite and you have seen Ford v. Ferrari and you saw Marriage Story, that can cover you for a lot of different categories. But with the animated feature category, those are new movies. And so I feel felt like there were a lot of Academy members who might not have seen all the movies and the number that or the ones that they might not have seen would most likely fall into the animated feature film category. And something like a Toy Story 4, if someone hadn't seen a clause, which actually I haven't, the only animated film I saw on this list was uh, Toy Story 4, to be honest. So I'm guilty of it too. Um, if an Academy voter had not seen Claws, have not seen I Lost My Body, had not seen, uh, what was the other one, How to Train Your Dragon, uh, maybe they did see Toy Story 4 because it's a Pixar film, or maybe they didn't see Toy Story 4, but they know t- Toy Story uh, movies are great and that Pixar makes great Toy Story movies and so they go for that so that was kind of my rationale for that I don't know how much of that actually plays into the fact that Toy Story 4 won I'm leaning towards it since Claws and I Lost My Body won a lot of the other animated awards and this was at least of the main ones this was the first one that Toy Story 4 was winning so maybe that plays into it maybe it doesn't the world may never know to quote that um the owl in that, uh, oh, what is that? It's a lollipop commercial. Um, but I always quote that whenever I say the world may never know. I'm always quoting that. <laughs> I always, because the, those commercials always played on like kids' cartoons and stuff. So it's just etched into my mind. Uh, cinematography went to Roger Deakins for 1917. Um, little conflicted here. Uh, I, I think Roger Deakins did a brilliant job with 1917 in constructing the one-shot look of it. Roger Deakins is my favorite working cinematographer. Uh, I think he's the best in the business. Um, I was so happy for his win for Blade Runner 2049, uh, and I'm happy that he won another Oscar because he's deserving of all the Oscars. However, my favorite cinematography of the year was for The Lighthouse, which I was very happy to see nominated. And while I knew it wasn't going to win, that would have been my pick. But I'm very happy Roger Deakins won this award because he's a brilliant cinematographer and he absolutely deserves every single Oscar. Costume design went to Little Women. This was one that I predicted and I got right. Um, I thought that 
I didn't think Little Women for all the other categories it was up for. I didn't think it was going to be able to win any of them. I thought the best chance it had would have been for adapted screenplay, but even then I didn't think it was necessarily in the top two contenders for that spot. Uh, And I thought that, one, the costume design in Little Women is incredible. And two, I thought this was a good category for the Academy to give Little Women some recognition um, where it wouldn't necessarily win any of the other awards it was up for um, just because of the competition and everything. So uh, I I was very happy to see it win for there because costume design in the movie was great and I'm excited to see Little Women take home an award. Directing. Best director went to Bong Joon-ho. I'm so happy. This was when I did my predictions. I put down um, Best Director Bong Joon-ho and I put down Best Picture 1917 and I knew I was taking a chance with putting Bong Joon-ho for director because it seemed like it seemed like the writing was on the wall for Sam Mendes to win. Uh, he had won, I believe he won the DGA. 1917 had won the PGA uh, and it seemed like everything was building up for Sam Mendes to take home directing And my case that I made, uh, if you watched our last episode of the Movie Paradise show where Rob and I did our predictions, I said that I thought that uh, a lot of the momentum behind Sam Mendes was due to the one-shot framing of the movie. The fact that they tried to make, they shot it to make it look like it was all done in one shot. And I thought that the Academy might view that as a way to, to honor that part of the film, which is the main thing the movie has going for it was to give the award to Roger Deakins. But then directing Bong Joon-ho, everyone recognizes and loves the performances and the job that he did in Parasite. And so I knew I was taking a chance by having Bong Joon-ho for director. Uh, and th- I was so happy when he won. Well, first of all, happy <laughs> that I that I got a prediction right that I thought was like an off chance. But uh, I'm, I'm just so happy that he won because he's, he's such a brilliant filmmaker and I was so happy to see, uh, him win award after award. And I loved how every single award that he won, he kept getting on stage. He's like, Hey, I thought I was done. <laughs> I thought, I, I thought the last one I, I got was the last one I was going to do. And now I'm here again. Uh, he did that for international film and then he goes up for uh screenplay. He's like, yeah, I, I had no clue that it was going to be coming back up here. And he sits down for that, thinking that's his last award. And then he goes up for director, and he's like, yeah, I had no clue that I was going to win this. Like, this is crazy. Sits down, and then he has to go back up for best picture again. Oh, it was so funny. It was so funny. And it was, this isn't even a word I like using so much, but it was very wholesome to see uh, Bong Joon-ho with his Oscars and winning, because you could tell he was just, he was just ecstatic, and He's he was just so appreciative of being recognized. And it's hard enough for people in Hollywood to be recognized by Hollywood, let alone the task of a filmmaker who makes movies on the other side of the world to be recognized by Hollywood. And for Hollywood to show him and his cast and his crew and the producers and everyone involved in this film so much love and so much appreciation of his work um, that he just won award after award after award and the film won award after award after award. It, it, it was just, it was it was very wholesome to see. Again, a word I don't even really like using. But um, but yeah, so I, I was ecstatic that he won for Best Director. Uh, I think it was very well earned. 
Best documentary feature went to American Factory. This was one that I got wrong. I said The Cave. I had not watched any of the documentary films, so I wasn't really commenting, or rather, I wasn't really uh, going off of anything personal or, or based upon what I knew. I thought I had heard The Cave <laughs> mentioned somewhere, so I picked that. But it went to American Factory, uh, so I might have to go check that one out. The next one, documentary short, went to Learning to Skateboard in a War Zone. Uh, that one I picked, uh, again, it's, I didn't see any of the documentary shorts, I don't know any of them, that one I just picked, and it was right. Film editing went to Ford v. Ferrari, so this was one that I predicted would be Parasite, uh, but it went to Ford v. Ferrari. Uh, Ford v. Ferrari is a movie that I liked a lot, it was not a top 10 of the year kind of movie for me, probably not even top 15, uh, but it was, it was a very good movie, um, and... I, I mean, there were a couple other movies, like, I would have put Parasite's editing ahead of it, I would have put Joker's editing ahead of it, um, but, I mean, the, it was well-edited movie, so I've got nothing against it. The next one up was probably the most straightforward, easiest bet you could make. International feature went to Parasite, I mean, there, I mean, what universe was there going to be that Parasite does not win Best International Feature, but it is nominated and then went on to win Best Picture? So, <laughs> so I mean, that was the easiest bet of the whole night. Uh, Parasite winning International Feature. They should have just, like, I, I mean, obviously, you, you pay respect to the other nominees, but what was the point of even reading off the other ones they should have gone? And now the uh, contender for in, uh, International Feature, it goes to Parasite. Okay, here you go. It's like, as much as, like, reading off the other category, or other nominees and everything, it was all kind of a formality. Everyone sitting there knew, all right, you, you, you spoiled the winner of International Feature by including one of them in the Best Picture race and then later giving them Best Picture. Clearly, Parasite was the Best International uh, Feature, according to the Academy. So, uh, that won that award. Makeup and Hairstyling went to Bombshell. This was another one I predicted and I got right. Um, the, the makeup and hairstyling in that movie was fantastic. The way they totally transformed so many actors to look like real people, uh, it, it was so well done, uh, in that movie. So I thought that was a very well-earned award. Uh, music. So original score went to Joker. No surprise there. That was another one I thought was pretty much a lock. Uh, the score in that movie is fantastic. So, uh, very well-earned. Best original song went to I'm Gonna Love Me Again from Rocket Man by Elton John. This was one, I should have gone with this one. I don't know why I decided, I was like, you know what, Harriet's gonna win it. And, I mean, the song in Harriet's very good. Uh, but, I mean, it, it should have, I should have known it was gonna be this song. Uh, and, I mean, Elton John, who doesn't love Elton John? And Rocket Man was such a great film. It was my number two favorite movie of the entire year. Uh, and it missed out on a lot of Oscars recognition, uh, like many other movies did this year. Uh, and so this was one of the ways that they were able to pay respect to that film and to Elton John. And so I should have just backed it, but I didn't. I decided to take a stand, and <laughs> which is ironic because the name of the Harriet song is Stand Up. I decided to take a stand, and I went with Harriet when I should have known it was going to be Rocket Man. But hey, you got to make bold choices sometimes. For me, it paid off when I picked... Uh, Bong Joon-ho for Best Director. It didn't pay off when I picked Harriet for Best Original Song, but there we go. That's the winner, and I love Elton John, so no complaints there. Production design went to, went to Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Uh, 
I chose 1917, but I am not surprised at all. I went to Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Uh, Well-deserved for that movie. Um, and, yeah, I thought, I mean, the production design in that movie is incredible. Even though I don't love the movie itself. Best uh, animated short film. Went to Hair Love. It was my prediction. I have not seen any of the animated short films. Um, that was just my pick. So I don't really have much more to comment on that. Uh, short film for live action went to neighbor's window that was not the one i picked i forget the one that i picked uh but same thing i haven't seen any of them so i can't really comment on them sound editing went to ford v ferrari and sound mixing went to 1917 which is funny because in my head i had it that um uh, the 1917 would win sound editing and Ford v Ferrari would get sound mixing. And so I knew it was going to be one would win one and the other would win the other, but I just had them flipped <laughs> from how it actually played out. So if I had just flipped those, if I just flipped them, but whatever, at least I know in my heart that I got it right that 1917 won one of them and Ford v Ferrari won the other, but you know, whatever <laughs> so well deserving for both films uh visual effects here's where we have a problem visual effects was won by 1917 and i was absolutely dumbfounded when they read that off um for for a couple of reasons like i said at the beginning of this episode um there every year there's something there's usually a couple of things that just make me like do a double take and be like, what, what, why, what, what was that? Like, um, the year that Guardians of the Galaxy didn't win, um, best makeup and hairstyling and, and there, there have been things over the years, but this one just, because, all right, Lion King should have won. Like, like, I think everyone should be on the same page that Lion King had the, the definitive, definitive best visual effects of the year, if not the last many, many years, because what they did in that movie was absolutely astonishing. And Lion King was absolutely deserving of the award. It should have been it. I, if, if someone has an issue with that or it takes, you know, uh, doesn't agree with that point, then I don't think that, and it, it's kind of hard to say that it's all up to subjective opinion because, <laughs> It's so by and far ahead of anything in any other movie of what they've done. I, if someone objects to the idea that Lion King had the best visual effects of the year, I don't think they necessarily understand the visual effects of the Lion King. So I think we can all pretty much universally agree Lion King deserved this award. It should have won. But there was an idea that Lion King might not win because people wouldn't necessarily be voting for what was the best visual effects, but rather what was the best movie with visual effects. And that um, since there was a amount of people who did not like Lion King, which I still don't necessarily understand because I thought the movie was great. Um, but since there was a lot of people who didn't like the Lion King, that even though the visual effects were clearly by far the best of the year, that they would vote for a different movie rather than Lion King, simply because they didn't like the movie The Lion King. The, and I always kind of thought that The Lion King would still end up with the award, though I knew it was a possibility that it wouldn't. But if I were to go through the um, list of nominees before the, uh, before the actual Oscars and look at the other 
uh, movies up for best visual effects, 1917 would have been last. I would have thought the Avengers Endgame, or the Irishman, or I forget there was another, uh, what the uh, other movie, I think it was Rise of Skywalker. I would have put all three of those ahead of 1917 to win the award instead of The Lion King. Never, never would I have thought that 1917 would end up winning Best Visual Effects. And hey, nothing against the visual effects in 1917, because, I mean, some of the best visual effects are the ones that you don't even really notice. And there's a lot of subtle visual effects, but in a year that has the groundbreaking effects of The Lion King, or, like, if you look at the visual effects in Avengers Endgame, yes, is it the same kind of visual effects we get in Infinity War, or any of these other big Marvel or other comic book movie, uh, comic book f films that have these kinds of effects? Yes, it's very similar to that, but... That doesn't take away from how astonishing the visual effects in those movies are. Or Rise of Skywalker had incredible visual effects. Um, and The Irishman was revolutionary with the kinds of visual effects it did with its de-aging. To have a, a year of astonishing revolutionary visual effects and to give it to 1917? That, 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 was just, that made me scratch my head. I didn't know what was going on with that. Uh, that really did feel like it was the Academy giving what they thought was the best movie in the category rather than what had the best visual effects. So that was really the only um, winner that just, I was like, what are you doing? That makes no sense. I mean, again, like I said, I was preparing for the fact that Lion King might not win, even though it was the definitive and should have been the definitive winner. But I was not prepared for 1917 to be the one that won instead. I was ready for The Irishman. I was ready for Avengers Endgame. Um, I would have been surprised if it was Rise of Skywalker, but that it, I wouldn't be as surprised as I am that 1917 won. So that, that was the only head-turner in this whole bunch. Uh, adapted screenplay goes to Jojo Rabbit. I had The Irishman, but... Uh, Steam was building up for Taika Waititi to win for Jojo Rabbit, and it's a great script. I have no problems with it. I'm just glad that Taika Waititi is now an Oscar winner, because uh, I don't believe he won. He's no, yeah, no, he hasn't won anything before. So I'm just glad he's an Oscar winner now. And best original screenplay went to Parasite. This was another prediction of of mine that I got right. I'm very happy. I knew that Tarantino was in the mix. To I mean, a lot of people are thinking it could have been him. Uh, a lot of people thought that it could have been Ryan Johnson for Knives Out. I'm very happy with Parasite winning because the screenplay for that is fantastic. So that is the entire list of the winners of the Oscars. Overall, I think it was a pretty good Oscars. Um, very happy with the Best Picture winner. Very happy that Bong Joon-ho won for Best Director. Um, I'm just happy with Parasite's success and Bong Joon-ho's success in the awards overall. Um, it... it there aren't many years where the front runners and the winners are my personal picks. As much as I may really enjoy the movies that are up, like Green Book was one of, I think it was my number four, um, and like Shape of Water, I really enjoyed that movie, even though it wasn't in a top ten. But a lot of the movies that are up for the big awards and end up winning aren't necessarily my top, top favorite movies of the year. And Parasite was my number three. I was just really happy to see it win. So overall, um, and the show itself was good. I want them to go back to a host. I would like them to have a host because this year really kind of felt like it didn't have much direction. 
and it felt like they were really, really leaning into extra musical performances to make up for that. Like, I'm, there was no point to the Eminem song. That, that had no point. I understand that he didn't perform it when he won or the year he was up for it. And, oh, now he's coming back and he's going to finally do it. Yeah, well, who cares? That was like 17 years ago, you know? What, what relevance does that have now? And it just, there were so many extra musical performances. You already have too many with doing the best original songs. And now you're adding more on top of that? I don't know. I think they just need to cut down the musical performances in the show overall. And it just needed a little more direction. And then, like, some of the bits, like, my, I love My Rudolph and Kristen Wiig, but that bit was starting to get really kind of old really fast, and especially since they did it for both categories. Uh, and I don't know. Some of those bits just kind of feel stale not with everybody uh, who just does, like, the comedic bits. Uh, I, I think they need to just kind of trim some of that out. And I think they try to compensate. They're trying now to compensate for not having a host with having people come on stage and do little bits. And I think just have a, have a host who does a monologue, maybe does one bit in the middle, uh, says something near the end, do the performances if you want of the best original songs. I mean, I understand breaking it up a little bit with musical performances. I'm just getting sick of the extra musical performances and all the extra stuff. It's it's already too long. Can we please just streamline the awards just a little bit? Because they don't need to be this long. We don't need all this extra stuff. So I, I hope they continue to tweak with it uh, over the next for next Oscars and over the next couple of Oscars, I hope they bring back a host. I wouldn't be surprised if they don't, but I hope they bring back a host because I think the show could really use it. So overall, good award season. Uh, some really good films that were up for Oscars. The show itself was good, not one of the best, but it was good, and I was very happy with the winners. So question is, guys, what do you think? What did you think of last night's Oscars? Um, were you happy with the winners? Were you not happy with the winners? What did you think of the show overall? What did you think of the speeches? Leave all your thoughts in the comment section below. Once again, I'm your host, Nathaniel Molnar. Thank you so much for listening. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe for more content. Be sure to follow us on all of our various social medias at MovieParadise99. Film Thoughts drops every single Monday. Movie Night Tonight, our weekly podcast where every single week is a new film, every month is a new theme. That drops on Wednesdays. And the Movie Paradise show goes live on YouTube every single Saturday, 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So you'll want to check all those out. So until our next podcast or until our next live stream, thank you for listening.